In this week's SME feature, we speak to the CEO of One Accord Innovation Hub, Mtutuzi Lala. Mtutuzi, take us through One Accord's offerings. Good day to you and good day to the listeners. Um, One Accord Innovation Hub is basically an enterprise and supply development initiative. Basically, what One Accord does, we're an innovation hub with the space that we've created for entrepreneurs to come and engage, interact, learn from each other and do business together through various programs and opportunities that the hub has got for entrepreneurs in store. So basically, One Accord Innovation Hub, it's a, it exists to bridge a gap between um, SMMEs being able to move from compliance level to invoicing level. So basically, what the hub is there to do, it's there to help facilitate and help entrepreneurs, especially small businesses, get into actual business and do serious business. Not only with small businesses, but with big companies. Yeah. And through the hub, we've written a, a, a number of programs that we're looking at rolling out in the next few months. And basically, we're a real pocket of success as far as entrepreneurial support is concerned within Ekruleni and Gauteng. So. Being an innovation hub, it's a business. It's mm-hmm. a, you have to make money. <coughs> yeah. How do you make money? Basically, with the new BE codes, you will be aware that um, supply enterprise development and supply development now take um, the biggest scoring as far as ED, uh, points are concerned for BE. Now, through the hub, what we've done, we're presenting a solution to bigger corporates that are not compliant with their BE. Now, what we're saying to them is that one of the ways that you can invest towards enterprise development and improving your BE points is looking at ED, enterprise and supply development. So what we've done, we've written a series of programs that companies can look into, that One Accord can present to them as a solution to their enterprise development or supply development strategy. And if they buy into it, they will then invest into One Accord and One Accord will facilitate that investment as to making sure that it gets to the end user which is the beneficiary, the entrepreneur that will go through that particular program. So basically how then we can say we get our foot, of, our foot in the, from the bill is um, the consultation fee of facilitating that process. Mm-hmm. Because now the value add is that the entrepreneur who's the end beneficiary gets to benefit from the investment made by that particular corporate towards the hub through that program that they've invested into. One Accord facilitates that investment and what then the invest the, the company that has invested funds into the hub, what they will get back in return is, the, is to improve their enterprise and supply development points. And what makes us unique as a hub, I must say, is that we want to look at someone who's going to walk into a hub with nothing and we help them get to a point where they can invoice. We want to work with also someone who's already in business but is doing very clumsy mistakes. There's just something that they're not doing right that is limiting them from moving from the hundreds to millions. And also we are welcoming that entrepreneur who is in the millions but there's just also not good corporate governance systems in place and structures and controls that enable him to not only grow into a big corporate that can do business with bigger corporates but that is just limiting him from being sustainable as a business. He's in Business is making money, but it's not sustainable, nor is it profitable. So what I like with One Accord Innovation Hub's model is that the points of entry are at different levels. We're not focusing only on SMME startup and development. And for our investments that we get, we look at the particular 
potential clients' needs. So if a particular company comes to us and say they're just looking for supply development, they've got opportunities for small businesses, then one of our programs, which is supply chain development that we've written as one accord, will address that need. Mm -hmm. If another one comes and says they want to invest in women, we've got a women entrepreneurship program. The one, if another company comes and says they're looking at youth, we've got that in place. It just depends on what is the particular organization's ED and ESD strategy, and we work towards meeting that um, objective that they've got, and we find synergies for potential partnership. That's interesting because it speaks to innovation. Mm-hmm. And my next question would be, what necessitated the idea behind an innovation hub as opposed to just a basic consultancy company? Okay, basically, I'm a business person as well. I'm an entrepreneur as well. I've also had my fair share of challenges. But over and above that, um, I've got an accounting background because I'm an accountant by profession and I do have an accounting practice. So one of the problems that we encountered with an accounting instinct, which was our accounting practice, was a great number of people coming to us for compliance services. Compliance services would be registration, CK document, BE certificates, VAT registrations, PASI, and etc. But the greatest challenge that we would have would seeing these people go through our business value chain as in going through to our bookkeeping, accounting services, management accounts, tax services, auditing services, and payroll services because it ends there at Mm. compliance level. Then we said, no, we need to do something where we can facilitate small businesses moving from registration level to doing actual business and to invoice level. Mm. And that way, we started bit by bit looking into the space, looking at what we can do using the type of entrepreneurs that come to us as case studies that, okay, what type of people are we getting? Are we getting clueless people that are suddenly taken by the big drive or big hype around everyone being an entrepreneur? Or are we having people that are really passionate? Are we having innovative people with positive and powerful ideas and concepts that just need to be implemented. Are we having strategic people? Are we having a lot of women? Are we having a lot of... So we looked at all those dynamics and through that, initially it was going to be one program that just facilitates, you know, the whole process. But through engagements, interactions and seeing the needs that are there within entrepreneurship, especially for small businesses who have then been able to write all 13 programs that we've written and that we're looking at rolling out because in as much as the case studies are different, our programs have to speak to individuals' needs because when you're a member of One Accord, you need to get your special um, attention or need that will speak to what you need, not going through a generic program that you don't really need or being told things that you don't really have to know. Now, tell me about, um, there are challenges that we've heard about and they've been widely reported when it comes to small businesses interacting with government or sometimes uh, private business where the small business does not get paid on time. What does Mm. that do to the books? And in your experience, how do you deal with that as an innovation hub? The biggest challenge for any small business is um, cash flow. Cash flow, you know, to make money, you need to spend money. To get things done, you need money. Now, I think it also goes or boils down to having a solid plan and solid corporate governance systems within your company as a small business. Because before you engage or interact with applying for a big contract with a bigger organization or with government, 
you've got to, first of all, look at who you want to do business with. Now, you've got to study what are the turnaround times of payments of that particular organization that you want to do business with. You must be frank and ask those questions before you get into those contracts so that you can do your planning and say, okay, if it will take six months for them to pay me, what systems must I have in place to keep the business sustainable and viable, knowing that after six months I'll get this payment and do whatever I have to do within the company. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing is, one, one should not be afraid or limited because of not having cash flow. I mean, we all know the many opportunities that are out there for small businesses to get things such as funding, provided you present your business case in a professional and sensible way that they can see that there is viability within your business. Mm -hmm. But when opportunities come, firstly do that introspection of your company, go through the whole business. Is the business ready to take this on? Because you must understand the biggest thing, you can take it on, but now when you're not able to deliver at the right quality and standard, your credibility has been dented. And it's a problem for you as an SMME because already, I mean, big companies don't have much faith in small businesses, especially with the ability to deliver according to turnaround times and according to the right specifications, quality and standards. Now already that now puts not just your business as an SMME, but all the other SMMEs, you know, it has a very negative um, detrimental effect on SMMEs as a whole. So I think my biggest thing is that each small business should have a responsibility to also take into consideration other small businesses before you make decisions, mm. you know, because what your failure can be everyone, all other SMME failures, because SMMEs are perceived as a group and then big corporates are perceived as a group. Now, weaknesses or strengths in between are viewed as a group, not just as your company. So um, my thing would be definitely look into your business, do a proper introspection, and then if you can't take it on, well, then don't buy it because you'll choke. Rather look at other opportunities because I always think there's other opportunities or fringes that you can give. Mm. You know, sometimes it doesn't have to be the bigger contracts. In a bigger contract, the small work that an SMME can do. And if it's within your capabilities, do that and grow gradually into being able and being fit to do business with bigger corporates at a quality standard and with total professionalism. Having said that, what do you make of the current SME or entrepreneurial space in South Africa? I think it still has to be properly defined and explained. What is an SMME? What is entrepreneurship? What is being a business person? Due to, I've got to believe that a lot of people, a lot of people um, get into business for the wrong reasons, number one. Some think it's a quick back solution. And the fact of the matter is not everyone is called to be an entrepreneur. That we cannot overlook as much as there is a drive to improve entrepreneurship, improve SMMEs, improve the quality of how we do business as SMMEs and the regulation of SMMEs. But one must not overlook the fact that not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur. So what we've done as One Accord Innovation Hub we are not just going to accept any members onto our programs because you must understand that we've got to give a good return on investment for our investors. Now, what we're going to do, we do pre-screenings. Now, what we've written, 
because you get someone who walks in and says no i believe in this concept i believe in this idea i can do this i'm an entrepreneur and at face value when you look at the concept they can't even explain it to you they can't even explain a few questions is it viable they can't answer that to you Mm. is it sustainable they can't answer that to you can it be locally manufactured no it can't it's more on servicing he's a middleman you know and those are not the things that as South Africa we should be driving towards as South Africa we really need to increase our manufacturing we really need to increase our the level of um, exporting that we do relative to importing products mm-hmm. is it profitable the social impact of our businesses you find that an SME gets into a business but you find that his, his it's a one man show running a business from an X5 but getting huge amounts of contracts, not adding value, not creating any employment, not being able to budget even properly, and the next thing the business dies and he's, he's back to square one, mm. you know. And so I don't think that is a person that, that is meant for business. A person that walks in and wants to get into business for a sole purpose of getting a tender, that is not entrepreneurship. A tender is an addition to your current plans or current inflows of your business, which will just add as an added advantage or a bonus for your business. So I think it has to be scrutinized at individual level that when you walk in, even the funding agencies need to really scrutinize this, that are you really, and be frank and not be apologetic about it in any way if the test proves that this person is not worthy of being an entrepreneur. I mean, back in the day before we got into varsity, um, you would do um, a psychometric test that would test your personal personality and your ability to do that particular career. I wanted to be a civil engineer. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But after failing those tests, it proved that I'm more of a person who could do well in finance or commerce. And guess what? When I took that advice, I succeeded and enjoyed doing what I'm doing. Hence, today I'm an accountant. Yeah. So same thing has to happen. A scrutinous pre-screening process has to be in place. So as one accord, what we've got, we've written a 12-week entrepreneurship crash course program. Basically, after 12 weeks, your your, your fate will, will be known that are you worthy of being an entrepreneur or not? Mm. And if you are not, that's not the end of it. We will channel you. It's either go back to mainstream employment or look at something else. But it's definitely not something for you because you must understand being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of things that you must stomach. You must be able to stomach when days are not good. You must be able to stomach the fact that sometimes you will not be paid and you'll have to pay, pay your employees. You must stomach the fact that business can be quiet for two consecutive months with nothing, but you must still be able to still believe in your dream and your vision. So what this program will be testing, the crash course program, will be testing those kind of things. Are you able? We'll be putting them through case studies, intense challenges, you know, being able to go source quotations, all those things, what it takes to be an entrepreneur to get out of your comfort zone. Are you ready for it? And after 12 weeks, we will know whether you are good enough or not good enough. So I think to address the issues within the space, there's a lot of people that are in the space for the wrong reasons that shouldn't be there. I think that is why development within SMME space is taking so long. Because I'll be honest with you, the government has put a lot of systems in place. The private sector has come to the party. Everyone has come to the party. But the problem is that sometimes when they get to the party, there's wrong people invited to the party who have gate to crash the party mm. and then there's no value you know in the efforts that the government is making so i think there has to be a stricter um entry point you know you must earn to be called an entrepreneur yeah. it mustn't just be a choice and through our program we're going to be looking at those things we're not just going to say here's one accord here are the programs um here's this come through come on board no it's not going to work like that mm. we're going to look seriously into the fact if you deserve 
being part of our programs because you must understand our funded programs that will mean that people can come to go can go through them for free mm. but now we need to guard our investors interest at heart and choose the best people so that they can see a return on their investment so it's people who walk out of we don't want people walking out of one accord with just information we want people going to walk out of the hub implementing being linked to serious bigger corporates you know we we want to link all our entrepreneurs when you walk into a hub it's our responsibility as one accord to make sure that after all the learning and training you're going to get when you walk out of there you repaired you with a bigger organization that's going to take you in and feed into the supply chain and do business directly with you so basically we've got a concept that says one client guaranteed when you walk out of one accord so when you walk out of one accord we want to have made sure that we get you at least one client that you will service immediately after getting out of one accord it's bold it's bold and it, it's, it's progressive. And I want us to talk about um, the themed business workshops and seminars you host. And you've alluded to what you are trying to achieve in that. Yes. Getting the business out of the boot and getting mm-hmm. into a lucrative type of sustainable business. Yes. What are these uh, workshops and seminars you host about or okay. you plan on hosting? Mm-hmm. What are they about? Okay. As you know, um, with our membership affiliation um, that, that entrepreneurs because you know we're going to be offering our ground floor at the hub is fully dedicated towards shared services so literally when you're a member at one accord you will wake up every morning take your one accord membership card and come to the hub when you get to the hub per month you've got access to 100 copies of printing and scanning color black and white unlimited scanning unlimited fixing you've got access to a coffee area with a maximum of two guests per day and you've got boardrooms that you can rent out and you've got meeting rooms now over and above that now the shared services are there to facilitate an interaction between entrepreneurs imagine walking into a space every day where you you're coming to work by the way because they've also got workstations you know where you will come in every day and you're going to sit on a workstation you're going to interact with other entrepreneurs do business with other entrepreneurs out of that interaction there is definitely case studies that are going to come about that one accord will have to look into these case studies will come in a form of challenges that different industries are facing these case studies will come in a form of um, experiences that entrepreneurs have got personal views and personal experiences of different businesses now the monthly themed workshops and seminars are not going to be a far-fetched concept where i'm going to sit or the program manager for workshops is going to say i think this week um this month we should look at sars no our no No, our our monthly workshops and seminars are going to be based on collected views experiences so if our entrepreneurs most of them feel that there's certain things or certain information that is not filtering properly for them or unclarity as far as maybe the dti is concerned the nef then what the hub will do will then engage the nef and say here's the challenge that our SMEs are having let's sit down on a panel discussion or a proper workshop bring someone from your team to come and present this to the people and what makes our conferences and workshops and seminars unique is that our hub um, our conference room can take a capacity of 120 people but we've also got a rooftop which can also be able to take 100 people which means on site we can have up to 240 um, entrepreneurs attending our workshops but it does not end there we are looking at having satellite partners because we're investing in a technology where we can be able to stream live to all nine provinces so when one accord is hosting a workshop or a seminar Bumalanga will be connected 
KZN will be connected, Limpopo will be connected, all provinces will be connected through a relationship with different customer care centers, mm. preferably owned by municipalities, so that we don't have to, you know, look at rental. It's just a partnership of giving us space. And then what people can do can mobilize entrepreneurs from all these different areas. And in one night, we can be able to cover the entire South Africa with whatever we are discussing at one accord. And you can stream live and get questions and answers at different um workshops where the different um, sites are. So what makes it very nice with our workshops and seminars, they're factual, number one. It's things that SMMEs want to hear. It's problems that they're facing and we are looking at helping them resolve them by bringing the people that are relevant in our country, in our, who are holding office at different positions within our country, to come and help us address these. And we want to, at each and every seminar workshop, have a set of resolutions that are going to be taking that going forward with these problems or what was discussed, this is what one accord and its members are saying they are for and it has to be implemented or changed at That's a high level. Powerful. Yeah. Extremely powerful and applaudable. There is also a school business development program. What does that entail? That, to be honest with you, out of the 13 programs, that is my favorite program. It excites me. It excites me. (laughs) That is the one thing that you can wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I'll be fully passionate about and always, you know, look forward to, you know, building it, developing it. Basically, um, I'm involved in a CHC youth development program through my church. It's just a group of graduates where we came together and we said we need to give back in one way or the other. Start a small, just simple mentorship of, you know, school kids, helping them, you know, with career expos. We hosted those kind of things. Doing golf days to also have a, for, to give financial support to learners that don't afford. But with that, I sat down in 2014 and I said, I'm looking at what the program has done academically and in terms of influencing that um, uh, people, matriculants, you know, pursuing their studies beyond matric, it has achieved its objectives because we've got a number of learners now being excited to want to study beyond matric, mm-hmm. you know. But now what happens to that one that does not qualify to get into mainstream uh, for a degree or a diploma? And, but you find that that person has got a potential of being an exceptional entrepreneur. And then that's when it came about, the whole concept of a school business development program. Basically, for us to achieve the goals that we want to achieve with our, our, our national development plan and the plans that we have for entrepreneur, the 2020 goals, the 2020 goals, the 2030 goals, etc., we have got to invest when these guys are still young in them. Because when they're still young, they still have a lot of room and innovation, you know, to think. Mm. They still have a lot in mind and they still want to do a lot. So basically, the school's business development program exists to go identify those preferably average learners because those are probably the learners that battle to make up the decision or currently the system does not have room to feed them into the you know the economy when they finish matric because if they don't have good grades then they don't qualify for the bursaries they don't qualify for to, to study further but you find that if you can say to those people they can create things from nothing they can think they've got innovative ideas so what we want to do we would like to invite schools you know around Gauteng, preferably to start rolling it out in Gauteng, 
HODs for commercial uh, subjects. And we want to say, here's a program. Would your school like to be part of it? Mm. Then we're inviting grade eight and grade nine, group grade eight and grade nine, put grade eight and grade nine together, groups of five or groups to ten. We want them to come up with innovative business solutions that can be viable, that will have a positive social impact, locally manufactured, can be exported, and will definitely make profit and can be sustainable. Those are the five points you're giving the learners and you think, go for it. You will be surprised at what we'll get back. The responses will get back from those learners. Because, I mean, one accord was named by one of the learners in my youth development program. I couldn't come up with the name. And I said to the guys, guys, I've got this program. Um, This is what we want to achieve. And they came up with it. You know, her name is Stacey Fredericks. And she drew a triangle and she said, corporate governance, good business, equal successful entrepreneurship in mm. our country and she made a triangle because our logo it's a, the a it's like a triangle coming together and she's the one who said one accord innovation hub coming together and i was blown away i was absolutely blown away so you can imagine that if kids are put on the spot yeah. and they're given the opportunity to be kids and think out of the box you'll be shocked at how many products by the time they finish matric they'll be ready to go open the operating plans because the program, grade 8 and grade 9, we say come up with the ideas, come up with the business concepts. I'm really tired of market days at schools being food. You know, everyone thinking that they have to sell food. It has got to change. Donuts. So, donuts, <laughs> chips, quarter. We, we've got to think bigger than that if we want to go forward as a country as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. Mm. These learners, when we go to the schools to go adjudicate their products or their ideas because we'll have a panel that will be adjudicating um, p- learners that have got, you know, um, ideas that are still at concept phase and that, is, you know, are still, it's, it's still on a concept phase. And those that have been able to do a mini prototype that they can display. And then the uh, successful learners from that group will be taken on a, on a three-year fully intense development program where we will look at, okay, for your product to be done, I think we'll need to rope in some uh, expertise from international people mm-hmm. that can help us do this locally. Bring local engineers and international engineers and make this product work. By the time you finish matric, your product is ready to get into the market and you just do a short business course in business that can just help you be able to run your business. And guess what? You're in business. You're employing people from as early as 19 years old, mm. running a successful operation that is contributing positively to South Africa, to our GDP, and that has got a positive social impact to your community that you live in. So the school's business development is my favorite one because I actually believe that a lot of success stories for one accord will come from that because would have met you when you're in grade eight and will be with you for five to six years, you know, intensely developing you. Mm-hmm. By the time you finish matric, probably in your second year after having done school, you're a multimillionaire oh, yes. with so many employees running not um, local, a local business, but an international business because we're preparing these young people to be globally competitive. This is a story of hope. This is such an amazing story of innovation. Mm. Now, what challenges have you come across so far as One Accord? Okay. Knowing that One Accord, its greatest leverage is being able to get someone who needs an ED or ESD solution or has got enterprise and supply development investment, but they're not sure on how to allocate that spend. Our challenge now, you know, with the new B codes, a lot of corporates are 
still not understanding them. A lot of corporates are still trying to establish how they're going to do this BEE thing so that they're compliant. Now, where we are, our biggest challenge, firstly, the biggest problem that I have, oh my God, and please the listeners, one accord, we don't do rating services. We don't mm-hmm. rate you for your PE. Someone will rate you, Empower Logic will rate you, or Empowerdex will rate you. But what we do, we look at the rating that you've got specifically on enterprise development and supplier development. And then what we look into is to how we can help you improve those points through investing or partnering with us in our various programs that we're rolling out because they speak directly to um, enterprise and supply development. So you can invest in our hub and then you go back and then you go and um, declare what you have, how you have supported um, enterprise and supply development and get to improve your points. So our greatest challenge has been when we phone these bigger corporates, they say, no, we've got someone doing our B and we say, no, we don't want to do your BE. We've got solutions. You know, if you've got a strategy, tell us what is your strategy and definitely our programs or one accord innovation hub can fit into your enterprise strategy or solution so the greatest challenge has been not everyone being on the same page you know when we phone them something we're offering them a rating so the biggest thing for us at the moment has just been to get through to the corporates Mm. to get them not even just to give us five minutes to just present you know what one accord does and what we aim to achieve because basically for us we're looking for potential synergies between your organization and one accord and we're saying come let's work together that's the stage that we at. and i really think that for a lot of companies that are currently not compliant our model is is a win-win one because we're not forcing ourselves into your business and wanting you to give us shareholding we're saying no keep your company structure as it is but in your supply chain, open gaps for entrepreneurs. We will train the entrepreneurs. You will come and give the spec. We'll incorporate a program that will groom, nurture, and develop this entrepreneur into being able and business service to doing business with your corporate. Or if you don't have any gaps for SMMEs to fit into your supply chain, support enterprise development. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that would love to go through our programs, but they cannot afford to go Mm. through our programs. And it's necessary for them to get the skills that One Accord has got to offer them. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who cannot afford the 1,500 rand membership to be a member at One Accord and get all these shared services. So look at your budget and a certain amount of it, give it to One Accord, to then you will be donating and sponsoring these people to go through and getting this excellent opportunity. So for us, we're basically giving a solution on what you can do with your ED or ESD spend. That is amazing. Yeah. That was Mtutu Zilala, the CEO of One Accord Innovation Hub in this week's SME feature.